everyone and welcome to the pitch deck episode one uh the pitch deck is brought to you by tad partners tad partners is a media company and we focus on telling the right stories for brands and you know trying to bring light into marketing and give perspective uh, and um where i have a great guest my name is aditayo adishola i have a great guest with me for people that do not know uh, or people that are in the Web3 marketing space, if you are in Nigeria, there's no way you don't know um, the guest today. Um, our guest today is Harrison Obiefule. Harry, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, bro. It's so good to have you. <laughs> I know we're just talking about the struggles of the scheduling and everything, but like yeah. I'm so I'm so excited to to have you yeah. and I mean and just to hear your perspective on so many things. You know, um, for the conversation today, you know, we're breaking down and trying to understand the Web three marketing trends in Africa and you know just general experience around marketing right and um, and how it has to do with um, cryptocurrency and web3 because a lot of our guests might not even know what this is but when we go deep into the conversation yeah we're, we're going to you know bring some perspective to that so maybe you know let's start with you doing like just tell us about yourself um and i mean how you you know got into um the job that you're doing right now and um yeah um and what what drives you yes um so my name is harrison obefully um currently i i i lead the marketing team at cassava network mm-hmm. um Network is a growth tool where users earn rewards and brands um can reach millions of customers um before cassava i um i, I will bit get bit get yes i don't know if they still are um <laughs> it's the currency exchange um i was with them for a few months and i helped them with um a, a bit of pr and marketing here and there um before bit get i was um at ftx and that was my first sort of play into web3 mm-hmm. um i was ftx's first <laughs> and only pr marketing manager on the continent um so i'd worked in different um um capacities and um, different marketing agencies i'd done stuff um i started my marketing career in an, in an influencer marketing agency then moved to a creative agency then i moved to a digital agency and then i moved to a pr agency so um all of these experiences sort of came to play when i when i switched to the client side which was um with ftx and, and I'm, basically they were looking for 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 someone to drive their pr and marketing activities on the continent um they asked around if few names pop up popped up my name was one of them and um after a few meetings and strategy sessions um they decided to to give me a try and um that that has been the most um the most um um influential if i can use that word mm-hmm. uh, decision that i've that i've ever um made um it has totally altered the um um the course of my life and also uh, my career trajectory mm-hmm. um so yeah, that is that about me. I'll answer that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you you did a really good job, and I just want to also you know pick on some things that you said. Like, I think was it? I think it was sometime in twenty twenty one, like half year twenty twenty one. Um, you know, we, we I started. I think obviously you kind of have like a he's a um, you have a, a like a big following on Twitter, you know, and I started seeing um a lot of your tweets around um. You know, Web three marketing. So I think I, it's it's okay for me to say that, right? And I'm and I'm not even mincing words here. Like you're one of the pace setters and trend centers in terms of marketing Web three. Um, I know yeah, a couple of um, people have been doing it, but they, they didn't do it with with your would I say with your panache and you know the intensity that you came up with. 
you know, FTX was already doing a lot of underground work at the time because I remember going to the FTX um, second year anniversary um, party, I think maybe sometime in 2020 or early 2021, I'm not sure. But before 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 you go into the company, and I, and I think you're brought in a lot of exposure into Web3 marketing and all of that. And I, I would like to say I benefited from <laughs> from some level of your activity because I, even though I was at the time working for a competing brand, right? It was, um, I mean, when there's competition, then I mean, I think it, everybody grows the, the, the ecosystem because they'll send me, okay, see what FTX is doing. I'm like, okay, 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 yes. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> so yes. I, I know. I know then then it was probably around the, the, the era of the bull run. So things were just a little bit exciting then. <laughs> <laughs> True, actually. I, I mean, um I think I started I think I started realizing that we were really doing something. We were we're causing um a, a shift within the industry when mm-hmm. when my colleagues would go to like industry events and they would start and they'll ask them, who is that your marketing guy or who is in charge of your marketing or aggressive? Yeah. yeah. So that was when I it dawned on me that okay, okay, I I, I think I think we're we're doing we're doing the right thing. And just like you mentioned, um, because of the, the things that we're doing and we're planning to do, um, a lot of competitors just came out in full force. I don't want to mention any brand name, mm-hmm. but I when I came on board, I mean a lot of um my centralized exchanges were really comfortable. And then when FTX came and started just eating yeah. market share, uh, market share um, everybody started ramping up their marketing activities. You, you now, we now started seeing centralized exchanges signing celebrity brand ambassadors, sponsoring um, continent, continental um, um, sports competition, being yeah. rigorous events. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Everybody should wake up. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. To have- <laughs> yeah. And one yeah. thing, I, one thing I wanted to pick on your experience there as well. I think maybe you know, from from the outside looking in, you know, I felt like um, FTX at the time, or your work at FTX at the time, was unique in a way that you sort of carved a niche for yourself in terms of, you know, I think there was a lot of focus on education. And there was, you had like city storms, which was really exciting at the time. Uh, and I, I just, I mean, that, that was something that I picked out that, you know, was, was something that was, you know, very unique to, to, to your experience and your work at, um, at FTX. And I mean, also one thing, one thing that you mentioned as well, which was obviously your background in, um, in uh, marketing communications, working for agencies, going on the client side, in some ways, right? I I sort of see our career trajectory in in this in the same way, because you know, because um, I worked for a media agency. I went to the client side as well. Then I I mean I I worked in finance a little bit before, then you know, getting getting into web prayer as well. So what would you say? How did your marketing um, or your agency, and even yeah, your agency experience prepare you to to go to the client side. Um, yes. So so um, a bit of backstory. Um, I, I was in broadcasting for for about four years, and then I decided to switch here mm-hmm. um, to Britain. Um, I, I got a job with a real estate company, but I knew that I I I wasn't learning any anything. I mean. I, I just came in as in quote digital marketing aspect without um a specialist without or associate without any real marketing or digital marketing experience. So I wanted better for myself because mm-hmm. I knew that um if I start my career, I have friends, in fact, some of the friends that told me to come into marketing were still working were with different marketing agencies. So I, I wanted that for myself because of how smart they were, the kind of campaigns they were running the kind of brands they were working on. So I wanted that for myself. I wanted to sort of experience that and also sort of kickstart my career um, within the agency system before I moved to um, the client side. So it took me a while, but I, I got my job um, with an influencer marketing agency. And then I, I handled campaigns for um, 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 FMCG brands, 
um, like Pepsi, 7up, Lipton Ice Tea, HP Intel, um, and a few other um, and a few other um, FS, FMCG brands, like I mentioned. Um, I then moved to a creative agency where I handled campaigns, content, social media, content strategy for brands like um, um, Indomie, Kellogg's, um, and a few other brands I cannot mention. And then I, I then moved to um, digital, a digital agency where I handled um, end-to-end um, digital strategy for 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 Hero Lager. Um, I also worked on a few other um, tier two and tier three um, banks, and then I then moved to a PR agency where I was the creative and strategy lead on the Facebook West Africa accounts. So look at all the brands that I've mm-hmm. worked on. I've worked for every brand you can, every category that you can you can think of. Um, I, I don't corner strategy here. I don't creative here. I don't digital here. I don't yeah, PR. PR exactly here. Um, I, so so when I moved to um, to the client side, where um, where where I had a lot of budget to play with, and a lot of creative freedom. Um, because my bosses at FTX really just said, you know what, do what you have to do. And at the end of the quarter, at the end of the month, uh, we want to see the results. Um, so um, so those experiences, working on those brands and working in different agencies, um, the, the experiences, like I mentioned, um, um, came, um, um, was really at the forefront of, uh, of, of helping me achieve the success that I was able to achieve really in short time. Um, I, I was with I was with FTX, so th- that is why I I I'd always um, advise people that come to me to say, okay, where do I start my career? What do I do? I tell them, go learn first, get all the certificates, le- um, learn from all the MOOC, um, from all the sh- um, short free courses, and then find a way to get into an agency. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> once you get into an agency, everything will just um, will just flow naturally from there. So. Yeah, that was my yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say I just want to ask one last question, but I, I want to make a point first, right? In in terms of that, right? So, I mean, when I said earlier when when we started the podcast that you came, you, the the velocity that FTX operated in, right? You won't anybody from anybody from the outside looking in would just think, hey, this is the this this person handling FTX is pro has probably had experience doing this. It doesn't have like it probably has like a web three experience. But many people people will be surprised to find out that that was actually your first um crypto web three experience and you just you know you executed with with a plum. And I think it speaks to the level of experience you already had. Um would I say you had amassed working for you know various um cross-functional areas in um in, in marketing. So, um, <laughs> yes. so now, so, so, I mean, this is a very, would you client side, agency side, <laughs> what are the different, what's the difference in terms of the scope of work, you know, I mean, uh, and how do you see it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So before I answer that, I, I just want to sort of also add to, to the earlier point you made. So, so in the agency system, um, sometimes you win an account and you do not have, one month, two months to understand that brand. <laughs> you go mm-hmm. for a pitch and then you win the account. And the next week, the marketing manager on the client side is already asking for a content calendar, asking for a one-year marketing plan, asking mm-hmm. for creative, asking for social media um, content calendar, asking for, for, for all of that. So, um, so, so basically what the agency system um, teaches you or, or taught me is just being able to... Um, um, immediately understand a brand as fast as you can yeah so you get a brand you immediately you don't have time to start to start um, um you don't have time to waste to understand that brand because <laughs> clearly if they're going to pay for the first one you have to do some work so you immediately jump into it you basically you basically learn by doing yeah uh, I, and and that was the same thing with ftx i had no web3 experience in fact my first time encountering um, crypto was when the, the agency that I was working with, the PR agency I was working with, was also doing some things for the central bank. So um, when the CBN um, um, 
when CBN banned crypto in quotes, mm-hmm. um, the agency was sort of responsible for monitoring conversations. And that was my responsibility because in addition to being the creative and strategy lead, I was also in charge of sort of digital. So my job was just um, following the conversations, listening to, reading what people were saying about the crypto ban. That was my first ever sort of encounter with crypto. Um, and then when I came into Web3, like I, 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 I did not know nothing. <laughs> I, I, but, but, but this was, um, like, like you said, this was, in at the height of the of the bull run, and um, I mean, a lot of crypto companies um, could 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 risk it. Could um, they 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 were trying out a lot of things. So you d- didn't necessarily need to have Web three experience to get a Web three job. That is yeah. not the case right now. Um, crypto was relatively new. It was the bull market. You could risk it. Now, when the bear market, money not today. So no one's going to buy you. They're not sure of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, people don't consider crypto as being new anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't come with, if you don't pack all of that experience, it'd be almost impossible to get a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you're hundred percent right as well. I mean, that's sort of also, you know, in you know now, if you want to get a crypto job, you sort of have to have had some crypto experience as well but back then it was it was a little bit easy because i think because the bull run happened so fast as well and they were looking to expand and get big and get mass adoption so they were looking at professionals from even other areas that you know that could make that could fit into i mean their companies to actually drive growth so now um going to the conversation right in terms of you know marketing and um and, and web three right i mean when i sh- shared this show notes i mean the show notes to my partners they're like well what's web three you know they, they're they're probably not so you know vast and um, how they don't probably have a very deep understanding of what web three is and crypto but i mean i i'd like to ask you this question in terms of what is your own definition of marketing what's your definition of web three and how do you see it you know merging Yes. Um, so I, I'm going to I'm going to give a sort of layman definition or explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketing is simply um, selling or promoting. It's as simple as that. Um, it's 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 just um, the business or the activity of 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 um, of, of promoting a product or, or promoting um, a service. So you have a product. Um, how do we ensure that um, we, we bring in revenue for for that product? Now we've built an amazing product. We've done our research. We've done our R and D. We spent a lot of resources building this product. Now who's going to be responsible for ensuring that this product at least accrues some sort of revenue back to us? That is the job of 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 a marketer, and that is why many times I tell people that there's really the, the the line between marketing and sales it does exist. But but I I try not to see it, yeah, because um, a lot of us a lot of marketers think their job stops at um, the consideration phase. Their job is just to promote and ensure that your product is in the face of the people, and then mm-hmm. let 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 it sales people find a way to convert. It's not my business, but 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 we've seen that that is a very myopic uh, way of seeing marketing. So it's 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 simply the business of 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 promoting the product. Um, or a service and ensuring that uh, the customer you're promoting and um, this product or service to, uh, you ensure that um, um, he buys that product. Um, that is where the, convers- the conversion conversation um, um, comes into play. Um, the, so for Web3, I see Web, Web, I also give like a layman definition of Web3. Web3 is just the next stage of, of, of the internet, um, the next iteration of the internet. We've had Web. 1.0 static images. Um, for those of you us that were kids, when 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 our primary schools just started having computer sets where you can only go into the computer room on a Friday by 12 p.m. Those were the first stages of of of, of um, what we call the internet. The um, the, the the web 2.0 phase is more interactive now we've had like the big boys come in their alphabet the facebook um um the amazons and all the other companies um providing sort of social infrastructures for people to 
um, interact. Um, Web 3.0 is the third phase where we are trying to kick out the big boys. We're trying to kick out um, 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 some of this um, mammoth of a company. Um, and we want to make it sort of, we want to make the internet um, decentralized. Um, we want to make sure that users, uh, we're trying to make sure that users own their data. We're trying to make sure that um, every transaction that happens on, on, on this internet um, can, can be traced. Um, and a few other um, um, features that, 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 that make it um, 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 Web3. But mm-hmm. yeah, Web3 is simply just the next phase of the internet that is built on the blockchain. So um, um, when you think about the, 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 the blockchain, um, you think about the next phase of the internet. When you think about the next phase of the internet, you think about it existing um, on the blockchain. That is how I would define it. There are people that do not believe that Web3 has anything to do with the blockchain, but I mean... Um, that is that is what I said. Yeah, I I think you're you know really spot on in you know defining those two areas as well, and um, you know now bringing it together and knowing that you know yeah yeah I mean you've been in this this you've been in marketing for for a number of years and I mean at, and in the crypto space and Web three space crypto Web three guys just for the uh, purpose of this podcast let's just say it means the same thing right. Um, is um, you have been here maybe I think for maybe two years thereabouts. So, I mean, what are the types of marketing that you see from, uh, um, like I would say the type of marketing that you see, especially from um, global exchanges operating in, in Nigeria and even maybe local exchanges as well that you like to see discarded, like, you know, they, they, you know they, I mean, from my own experience, right, when I maybe let me try and give some context. Uh, when I was working at my my one of my previous companies as well, so everything was all driven around uh, uh, getting FTDs, and I just felt like the work wasn't the work was almost too fire brigade. You just have to get deposits or try to get trading volume, and I don't think we we essentially had time to do like real marketing, but that was just my own struggle. I mean, because you probably work for, I mean, way more companies and I worked at a very high capacity in terms of marketing. How how do you see it? So maybe let's let's break it down into the types of marketing that you see that you feel will work for this environment and the ones that you like to see discarded. Yes, there's there's an entire conversation around. Around the around the difference between growth marketing and the difference between uh, marketing or traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so so many of these companies, um, b- because they have investors that they have to answer to, because they have targets that they have to meet, and because they have KPIs that they have to meet. Yeah, um, there's a lot of focus on on. FCDs, like you've said, on, on, on transaction volumes, on trading volumes, there, there's more importance is put on, on, on how much we are making on a daily basis than, than what kind of brands are we building. And that is why those of us that sort of have some sort of traditional marketing background struggle with, with, with um, the fast-paced environment that is heavily focused on on no, on the numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in in if you if you check out legacy brands, if you check out some of the biggest brands in the world. They didn't become the brands that you've come to respect and love now in one year or in ten years or in five years. They also did not from the scratch starts focusing on the numbers of sneakers that they can sell or the numbers of shirts that they can sell. Look at the likes of, 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 of Nike. I mean, you need to go read up the story of how Nike came into prominence. The kind of advertising campaigns that, 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 that they were running then. Um, look at the story of Apple um, and Steve Jobs. And that's why he's one of the, he's one of my icons. Mm-hmm. If you're, if, if you see the way some of these brands were built and the kind of marketing that was done 
to build brands, something we call something we call brand brand building, brand management, and um, brand brand strategy um, in, in 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 marketing. It's a totally different direction or mentality or spirit from the kind of marketing that is done these days in startups. And that is why many of the startups are not built to last. That is why many of the startups, they might grow so fast, but man, they also fall so fast. I mean, (laughs) yeah, because they've not spent time to build a brand that people can trust, that people would always want to bank with, or people would always want to um, um, patronize. And I'll still give you the example, give you the example of Nike or and give the example of, 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 of Apple. When you when when you if I if I ask you now, Adi, when you hear Apple, what do you what do you what what comes to your mind? You, yeah. you, I think about, about you talk about um um you talk about it being um prestigious, expensive. You have some very cool words um for 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 these brands. So, so certain things have, have become associated with those brands. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, 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 years to sort of build these um, um, brand associations or, or, or even um, create certain words that would help when people want to sort of patronize the brand or help when people want to, um, at, the, at the point of purchase, when people want to um, 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 buy something, especially within that category. Working in a startup is a different conversation entirely. I, I can tell you that. Um, you are every day you're asked, so what are the numbers do you have today? Every day you're being sent your transaction volumes, your monthly active users. <laughs> Those things are important and and they actually even exist in sort of um, uh, in the traditional marketing space. Yeah. But I mean, the obsessive nature of how it is done or prioritized in, um, in, in, in startups. And this is not just restricted to um, um, crypto platforms or, or companies. Is, is, is like the, 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 the difference is just, is, is just, is just much. Um, so, 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 so directly to the question, um, I just think that, um, there's really, I mean, I don't, it's 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 not something that that any of us can 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 really fight because at the end of the day, like I mentioned, they have investors in trust, um, they have shareholders, they have um, um, they've raised money, they have VCs that they have to they have to give money back. So 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 the only advice I just give is, um, um, as much as there's a lot of focus on growth, on the numbers, on the transaction volume of the active users. Um, also invest in building a brand that will sort of last, yeah, that will stand the test of time. Because um, the, the because the reason why people would keep coming back is not necessarily because um, of 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 um, or due to the numbers that that are given to you. It's because of the the brand that you built. They trust your brand. Your brand stands for something. Does it stand for quality, like an iPhone? Does it stand for durability? Does it stand for sportsmanship, like Nike? Those are the things that qualities that would make um, 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 your customers last a long time. The people that are, the people that have been buying Nike <laughs> uh, since they were ten are the same people that we might buy Nike since they were sixty or or, or seventy. The same people that have been using iPhone. I mean, you know, this is an iPhone. The moment you start using an iPhone, you never go back. Yeah. So they've been teenagers, and the people that we keep using an iPhone because of some of this, this that I've mentioned. If today I come to your exchange, for example, and I'm using an exchange because, I mean, probably because it's the only option um, available. Tomorrow, there might be other exchanges that would even give better discounts, better features, and I'm going to switch. But there's nothing... There's nothing, I mean, and you, if you follow the conversation on Twitter, iPhone users will tell you that even if Samsung creates a phone that flies, we will never switch. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Never switch. So yeah, th- that is the difference. And, and and I hope that more tech slash crypto brands um, focus also on the 
on, on, on the brand. On the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're spot on, Harry. Like, so I mean, in my time doing the marketing end of, I mean, working in the marketing end of crypto as well, I just found everything. Everything just seemed um, a little bit. Um, what's the word? Would, would I say, I don't know if mundane is the right word, but everything just seemed like, okay, every, okay, we have a campaign, let's do this promotion, let's do this giveaway. Um, okay, if we want to go really big and make a big splash, let's sign this celebrity or do this, do that. So like, I just felt like, and everything was always tied to the metrics, I, I, I guess, which actually makes sense. But one funny thing I want to, or maybe this is a, I just want to, pick your, your brain on this, right? In, and and in, we, we have aspects of it in Nigeria and globally as well. But for coming to Nigeria, for example, you see that um, a lot of companies, especially startups, even crypto companies, really, um, crypto companies, pr primarily like local crypto companies, they say, you know what? Um, big Brother is happening or one of, one of all these big um, TV shows less sponsor, pay, I don't know how much they pay, maybe millions of Naira or billions actually. And do you think that form of marketing or that form of advertising, yeah, that form of advertising, and maybe you can, you can break it, I mean, you can categorize it as marketing. Do you think that, that form of marketing converts? I know, I know it's a very controversial topic, you know, but like, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it actually does, it actually does converge. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, so, 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 so what will determine if it's a convert or even the number of people you convert will not be, will not be um, dependent on the kind of taxes that you deploy. So, I mean, you can sponsor Big Brother, for example, and not convert as much as someone who sponsored Big Brother last year. Not necessarily because viewers have stopped watching, which could also be a factor, but could also be what kind of um, activations, what kind of engagement strategies, what kind of um, um, tactics are you sort of deploying um, 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 to ensure that all of that money you've paid and all of that um, sort of eyeballs and visibility that Big Brother has given your platform, that you're able to also convert some of those numbers. So um, does it convert? Yeah, absolutely convert. But it depends on um, um, the taxes that is now um, 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 deployed. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's so I, I don't, there are, especially for Web3 brands or Web3 um, um, projects, there, there definitely are certain sort of marketing tactics that work better than the others. Yeah? Um, Such as? Well, for, I mean, I mean, um, um, influencer marketing is really big in Web mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, because of how niche it is. There are just a few um, big names, popular names that have been able that 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 have been able to accrue that massive following, and basically their followers do not, will not take any move except the influencer sort of direct or sort of pushes for it. Um, because of how niche it is, because of how it's not as widespread and it's not as um, 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 sort of democratized as, um, let us say, Web2 marketing, where mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to listen to someone. You can literally just, if, you, if an influencer tells you um, 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 this product is the best, you can walk into a supermarket, test test a competing product and decide for yourself, not necessarily mm -hmm. Web2. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why influencer marketing is really key. Um, I, I mean, community is also really, really important um, because web, web, the nature of web three marketing is users are users are very clickish. Yeah, they, 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 they there's something called group. The, 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 the group thing factor is really big in in web three. Everybody mm -hmm. sort of the same thing, or everybody sort of moves at the same time. Um, so, so you want to, you want to um, um, spend or dedicate a lot of your marketing resources into building a community of loyal customers or loyal fans. Because um, if I'm a web, uh, from a crypto native, for example, I like using your products. You will likely, you will likely extract more value from me as a customer 
um, over time because as a crypto native, I'm the only person that has taken time to understand the product compared to when you are trying to waste money on generic advertising or trying to convert the normal, the, the, the average man on the streets. Yeah, that is why we're pre-project build communities. And those communities can even act as a form of marketing for you because they believe in your project. They will constantly speak about a project anywhere they go. Also, they act as um, um, organic. They act as as, as word of mouth. Uh, you don't you don't necessarily need to spend money on nano influencers when you want to either release a new a new um, version of a product. They want to release something about your product. These guys, because they believe in your product project, and um, because sometimes our money is tied into that project, they would go out there and um, and and push for a project. So, influencer marketing is really really key. It works. Um, community building is also important for, for, for Web3. There are also other like old school or Web2 marketing tactics um, that work um, like, um, like, um, like, perform, like um, digital ads, performance marketing, um, buying ad slots when you can. Some platforms will not allow you to buy slots. Um, 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 but yeah, those, some of those things um, 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 actually work. And then there's content. Um, 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 and then there's um, there's also PR aspect of it. So doing AMAs, um, physical events are also important, especially for Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Africa will not do business with you if they don't think you have a physical presence or have an office. So that if you run with that money, they know who to hold. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> one of, that's one of the one of the game changing tactics for us at FTX. The moment we started doing city, city tours, started showing our faces, people knew okay. Um, I, I, I can I can definitely trust this guy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you made very great point there, Harry. Actually, uh, I think I think you actually really broke down that question as well. Even talking about various various um, would I say tactics and strategies that that you know Web three companies I mean can take in operating in in um, in um, in Africa. I think one major thing that I just wanted to um, touch on as well are sort of um that which you spoke about is the community aspect around it uh just because like as you said it's so niche right and uh it, it's hard for just anybody to understand individually and you know the, just by nature of how crypto is it's always good when things are done in the community and maybe you build your community to i mean to develop and you know push your marketing um your your, your marketing strategy the thing about Nigeria as well, or Africa, as I should, I should say, is that people want to have a face to it. What I noticed, though, is that, you know, in other markets, they have, like, big YouTube um, um, influencers in crypto that have millions of followers, 100K followers plus. In Nigeria and Africa, is not so much. Maybe they're just a handful. We don't have those super um, influencers um, you know, I, when when I was you know trying to focus on this at, um, in my past time, right, I, I just used to wonder, like, why, 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 why is it? Why don't we have something like that, right? Is it because okay, maybe we don't have data, or people don't people don't really consume YouTube in Nigeria? People prefer Twitter. But I noticed that in in the same I mean, in the same vein, Nigerians have like very big Telegram groups, WhatsApp groups, Discord. And um, and there are influencers in that field. Is it is it because uh, the way um, the users in Africa interact, they like a little bit of handholding because they, they there there is that community feel, and I mean because of trust. Why do you think there is that differentiation um, in terms of um, uh, influencers outside of Africa and in Africa? I mean, you already answered it. <laughs> That's a data consumption. I mean, um, Americans don't have don't struggle with with, with data. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere anywhere you go, and so it's very easy for an American to spend two hours streaming a crypto influencer, not mm-hmm. even watching YouTube videos, streaming live and just listening and just being part of um, um, a live conversation. Um, Africans, Nigerians, we do not have that luxury, mm-hmm. um, and, and and YouTube. YouTube consumes a lot of data. So naturally, users will go to where there's a lower barrier to entry and also um, data consumption is very low. Um, that is why 
um, platforms like WhatsApp is really popular in in Nigeria. Platforms like um, like like Telegram and platforms like like Twitter. So that is just the difference. So um, any day we are able to sort out our um, Wi-Fi internet issue, I'm sure that we're going to see um, more um, and more influencers um, moving actively to to YouTube. And just don't spend a lot of time on YouTube. They just watch something and they're out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and the reason is just down due is just due to, to, to data. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Harry there. I wanna go on um, you know, now it seems like we're in a bearish market, even though um Bitcoin crossed at thirty K, I think it was it yesterday. Um, um so you know, you got into the, the space when uh, I mean, things were like popping, like things were going like, you know, every, almost every crypto tweet had a rocket ship. Uh, we are all going to make it. Uh, I think that's what they call wag me, right? And I mean, all, all of that, right? So you, you know, it's always funny from the outside and you like, for people that work in crypto, not like people that trade crypto, right? Especially because you, you, you have to deal with marketing budgets and all of that. Have you seen any significant um, decline, or it, you think it's pretty much the same, or maybe pushbacks in terms of um, companies spending on marketing based off, um, let's say, peak 2021, and you know, 2022 was such a depressing year to be honest for crypto. Like, so um, how do you see it, and when do you expect that things will start popping up, or how how have you been able to navigate um, the the budget approval marketing? With, with the bearish market, knowing that, you know, trading volume is low, how do you, how do you, how are you trying to, how are you navigating the, the dichotomy between the bull and bearish markets from, from a marketing and budget standpoint? Yes, I, 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 I miss, I miss the bull market. Uh, <laughs> the bull market is, is, I mean, the bull market is a sweet for, for marketing <laughs> because, because um, I mean, I, I mean, I I started my my revenue marketing career in the bull market, and just, I mean, just like you, you've highlighted, there's the, I mean, the dichotomy between <laughs> between doing marketing and getting budget approval in the bull market is 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 so massive, um, is is so huge. Um, in the bull market, brands are willing to take risk, marketing risk, um, not so not so in the real market. Um, also, also several different cultures also uh, come into play. Um, in the bull market, I was working for an American company. Uh, my last two companies have been um, largely Asian owned, and they both have the different culture in terms of how they manage money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so that is that is also another factor um, that you have to consider um, in addition to um, to the bull and the bear market. The bear market, people are not, uh, they, they would, be, I mean, before they spend a Naira, they would, or even a dollar, they would ask what are the potential of this and how much is this bringing in. Even if it's a company that has, that, that they've raised massively and they have a large um, 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 war chest for, for marketing. Um, so th- like, those are like the key, key differences. One is just um, the, the money, the money and the budget approval is not as easy as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so now questions are a lot of questions are being asked. Um, if we're going to spend a dollar for to sponsor this event, um, what is the ROI for this for this um, for this money that will be spent? Mm-hmm. Um, questions like um, what is our um, cost per acquisition? Uh, I mean, I never, I, I barely heard that during the bull market. <laughs> <laughs> now, now for every dollar you're given, you have to bring in. What was the CPA? You have to bring in the the the, the have to bring in the, the user or the transaction volume um um per dollar and and I mean but it's 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 why people like us are still here, right? Um um in addition to um to the fact that you know that you're not I mean as a marketer you don't exist only when um it's the blue season, even though it's it's it's, it's a large um, it's, 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 it's different from like the kind of industry that was coming from. I mean, FMCG and the rest, we never used to hear Bulo or, 
people always buy Indomie, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> people will always buy. People will always buy 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 your your digital products in in the bear market. Um, yeah. They rather just hide their money than 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 than, than risk it. So so yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So you pretty much we just touched on the internal side. So now, if we flip into the external, um, the the external angle, right? So obviously, you sort of already highlighted that. Okay, there's a little bit pushback and heavy scrutiny in terms of approval of budgets and people and companies even willing to take the marketing risk um, right now because of what's happening. So now. In the process of now selling a product or a digital product or service to the to the to the outfacing community, like which is to the customers, clients, all of that. What what are the uh, what are the challenges around it right now, and how? Which is the question? How do you what 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 do you feel are like the, the smart marketing um, strategies to execute in this in this bearish um, downturn? Or maybe you, you, it's okay for you to say there's no even point to market right now. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, many times I just want to lie low. <laughs> many times I just want to. I just, many times I just want to tell my bosses that boss, there's no need to do this thing. Yes, it's better than it's better that we don't even do anything and just pushing out content calendar than spending money on this particular project or or, or this particular marketing campaign. Um, but 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 being in marketing, um, you must also know sort of office politics. When to say no, when to push back. Um, um, for 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 what I think, um, for 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 how I'm managing that is personally is 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 just to um, ensure that expenses are are kept. At, at, at the barest minimum. Um, for example, during the bull market, very easy for a project to sponsor a random event with $10,000 without even flinching. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I get a lot of, I get proposals every day. And I mean, part of my, part of one of my skill sets is just being a very, very hard negotiator. It, I mean, first of all, you can't even come with me you can't, you can't even give me a $10,000 um, event sponsorship um, proposal right now because everywhere is red, bro. <laughs> any marketing, any Web3 marketing manager with 10000 especially in Africa, they're just being insensitive. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so when the ones are coming, I, I also want to make sure that I, I negotiate a fair deal if it's something that I really want to jump on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's just keeping expenses... At, um, at, at the lowest, uh, at the lowest, um, it is also knowing that you don't have to jump on every event. For example, also knowing that you don't have to jump on every um, um, every activation. You also know that you don't always also have to jump on every marketing tactic. For example, if certain tactic is money consuming and it isn't really big, bringing in. Um, 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 the biggest revenue. Um, I mean, it's a it's a bear market. Everybody should understand that. There's really no need funding, funding that um, uh, that particular project or that particular uh, marketing tactic. So, what are the things that are working, and how can we zero in on those? Is it community building? Is it giving back to our um, community? Is it hosting our own um, sort of small local events than sponsoring? Um, um, large scale events. Are we are we going to cut down on 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 digital media buying? Uh, so those are the kind of questions that um, I ask myself, and 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 I've been able to cut down a lot of expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and it has been it has been really helpful. Um, knowing where to put your money and knowing where not where where not to put your money. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that that's that's actually a really good point, Harry. And I think it sort of even made me think about how um, maybe every every brand and, and every product, right, ha, ha, has their own um, would I say unique um, unique value propositions, right? And so in in the point of marketing, you know, you probably have to do some some testing. 
to ensure, okay, maybe this works for us, like, and let's just focus on what is efficient and um, what what probably will still keep our heads above water for the time being before, I mean, the, the market trend changes and then we can now go, you know, we can now go heavy on on, on some level of marketing. I had this is my final question, right? And because it's, so I'm sorry, Harry, it wasn't in the show notes, right? Before we go into uh, the quick questions, quick fire questions, and the conclusion, right? Um, just want to get your curiosity. I mean, your 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 curious thoughts on it because I'm curious. Um, which is um, looking at a brand like Ope, for example. Ope Ope has done massive penetration in Nigeria, right? And their, their, their form of marketing is slightly different. It's not very, I, w- I wouldn't say it's as, it's as sexy as some of the other brands that have been operating or their competitors. Do you, do you have any thoughts on why they are so unique and how they have been able to capture the market? Because I've seen a conversation on Twitter and it seems like they have like a more like a, when I say a Chinese style approach to marketing, and it seems like some of our other, um, would I say, startups that are operating in that space or in the same vertical have more like a very Western American style approach to marketing. Do you do you think that's a fair assessment? Or I'm just I'm just yanning paps. <laughs> I mean, you're correct. I mean, the 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 the, the way our Asian, um, the way our Asian um, brothers run their business generally, not just even marketing. It's definitely different from the way um, our Western um, um, employers or partners um, run their business. Um, one of the things you need to understand about OP is, is uh, OP, they've been existing for, maybe not forever, but they've been, they've been, they've been on the ground forever, um, for long, and they've been doing a lot of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing the dirty work and not... And, 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 and the focus has really not been on sort of the fancy marketing that a lot of us like to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you understand, the two things you also need to understand is where are the customers, one, also products. Let me talk about customers. Uh, majority of OPS customers are, they come from the informal sector. They're yeah. my mechanic, the mechanic that I use, use OP. The, my baba used AP. When I went to Idumata to buy some stuff um, for my for my crib, all of the traders use OP. So they understand, mm-hmm. they understand that 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 they are servicing the informal sector. sector. They're servicing people within the DE socioeconomic class. And they've zeroed in on that. They're not they're not trying to compete they're, as a digital bank, they're not trying to compete with with the Zenith Bank and the GT Banks. No. You know that those ones already have the presence, have the money, have the structure. So let us target those people that we know that they don't want to go to the bank and be lining up for two for for, for two hours to, to do a simple transaction. Mm-hmm. So another thing is they have a product that works. People talk about how open did magic, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is when banks started having transaction issues. The only thing that was working was Opay. And it's just natural <laughs> for people to move. It's as simple as that. Opay didn't do any magic. Opay did not Opay did not um, Opay did not pay influencers or do it's as simple as having a product that you can work. Yeah? So product mm-hmm. priority should be so if if there was even one Nigerian bank that was working or as trustworthy as reliable as Opie was, they probably would have given Opie a run for their money because people would trust them. People would say, okay, we know this name, we know their buildings, we don't know these Opie guys, we don't know these Asian guys. Yes? Mm-hmm. Um, all of them was, I mean, you couldn't even rely on any of them. The only thing I was working with was Opie. So the combination of their customers being their customers and then having a product that works, just, it was just magical for them. And mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere you go, I mean, I went to a fast food restaurant, a very big fast food restaurant in one of the hybrid areas. The only thing they were select, the way the, the, the bank were using was open. Like, I have no idea how much these guys have made within this. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I asked that question was, I mean, I just wanted to, I wanted you to emphasize on how, you know, would I say um, the product as well? Also, <laughs> also selling, I mean, the product also market matters in when you're marketing, right? And so um, maybe for FTX, for example, at the time, when it was, FTX was a great product, right? For traders and for, 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 for the type of um, clients and users and customers that it was attracting, you know, traders and all of that so um yeah we've gotten to the end of the the show um harry so i just want to ask you a, a few questions there's something i like to call buy sell and hold right so buy means um you agree sell you means you disagree hold okay maybe a little bit neutral so um <laughs> the first so my buy sell and hold question for you is nigeria is going to implement the SCC VSAP regulation in Nigeria, or they're going to implement it sometime this year. The SEC. Hey there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Yeah, I lost you for a second. So let should I repeat what I just said? Yes, please. Okay. So I said buy, sell, and hold, right? So buy means you agree, sell means you disagree, hold means you're neutral. So my the, my buy sell and hold question for you is: Will Nigeria implement the SEC, which is the SEC uh, Securities and Exchange Commissions? Where would they implement the uh, VASSP VSAP license regulation in Nigeria? Buy. I mean, will they will they implement it? Sure. This year. <laughs> this oh, this year will they implement it? Um, this year is an election year, and there's a new government. No matter itself. <laughs> Man, well, well, I think I think your logic your logic makes sense actually. Yeah, it will take, it will take at least a year for the new government new governments and the officials to decide what direction that they want to go. So I, I don't mm. see that. Yeah, I will go with hold though because I feel like maybe I'm just being optimistic anyway. Uh, but I'll yeah. go with hold because. <laughs> what do you say? Hold is definitely being optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, my second question for you, this is not a buy and sell or hold question. This is, if you could have a dinner of five people plus yourself, which is six people, people dead or alive, who would you pick to just discuss and you know talk about great ideas? So, so I'm, currently, um, I'm currently furnishing my study and uh, on the wall I'm going to have um, the pictures of of pop people that I that I sort of res, that I that I sort of respect, respect. And sort of connect with. So to answer the question, one is Steve Jobs. Okay. Is <laughs> one is Kobe Bryant. Uh, okay. So 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 Kobe Kobe's Mamba personality is something that I absolutely adore and love. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought. A I haven't bought a physical book in years. When I went to Beirut, um, I, I, when I walked into a bookstore, one of the books that I first went to ask was, um, was, was, was a book on Kobe Bryant. The fact that, so the mama personality is just being obsessed with winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that, that would be the first person. The second person is going to be Steve Jobs because a, a lot of people, a lot of people think Steve Jobs was a, was a tech guy. Well, Steve Jobs was actually a marketing guy. Mm-hmm. Was actually a marketing guy. His magic was in seduction and in selling. That was his biggest contribution and also design. That was his biggest contribution to Apple. He wasn't, he, 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 he doesn't understand the line of code. He never made, created any line of code himself. But what he could do was he knew how he wanted the product to look and do, and he could absolutely sell the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the 1984 ad, um, I mean, brilliant ad when Steve Jobs was, um, um, and came back to Apple. Um, the third person, the third person is, um, is, um, third person, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Kanye, Kanye is a creative genius. 
um, I, I, it's, it's, I, I saw every now and then, I know I'm now, I'm now in crypto marketing and tech marketing where numbers are, the, numbers are, are, the, are the priority. But every now and then, I want to tap into my creative side because I come from a place where I'm thinking about um, um, creative copies for a beer brand. Tomorrow, I'm thinking about how to sell um, um, a noodle and what kind of activation I'm going to do in a supermarket or what kind of b-bot I'm going to put. So, 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 so I connect with Kanye on that creative art um, 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 side, and and there's nobody that is. I mean, Kanye is a is a he's 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 a, you can't even deny that he's a creative genius. He's mm-hmm. crazy, also um, a creative genius. The, the fourth person is going to be um, um, or the Megu Emeka Ojuku. <laughs> I don't go into details, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but. Um, he, he's someone that that because of where where I come from, mm-hmm. someone that I that I that I connect with, especially because especially with the recent struggle that the people that 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 my people, my ethnic group, um, is, is currently um, within the Nigerian social polit- um, um, social political um, environment. Um, I've not thought about the fifth person for some reason. Um, but if if I'm going to probably do that, it might it might, it might probably be David Beckham. Um, oh, I, nice. I, yeah. So so David, I'm I'm I I, I like to think I'm a stylish person. There's a lot of there's a lot of style. That's probably the Kanye side of things. But <laughs> um, so I, I like I like that's there's a way I like I like I'm, I like to, I I see myself as a, as a stylish person in the way I dress and the kind of car that I drive and kind of. Where I furnish my space, um, the kind of things that I have, um, and I and 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 David Beckham sort of personifies that. He's a guy that transcended f- football to being a style icon. Icon, having a line of perfumes, having a clothing line, married to one of the Portuguese girls, um, being at one time the richest athlete in 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 the world. So. Um, I, I sort of connect with David Beckham on that personal style um, 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 level. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely see David Beckham in you. I, I mean, I think that table is actually a really great table. Um, I, I really mess with um, Kobe Bryant as well because I'm a big basketball fan and you might have seen oh, yes. it in my tweets as well. Yeah. So like, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, right, I watch Kobe Bryant's videos and I just cry. But he literally just had like, the mentality of like you know the black mamba you know it was he was all about winning so i think i would like to be in that table as well that would be a great table okay so um last question on um this quick hitters is your best african country to live in between nigeria south africa rwanda kenya and ghana i don't know how many of these countries are. i just guess i don't know if you have gone to this if you have gone to all of these countries but what, what what would be the African country that you like to live in? Yeah, I've been I've been I've been to three of of, of the five countries. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say I'll say Kenya. <laughs> oh really? Why? Yes. I mean it's it's just a it's just a chilled it's just a chilled country. Um um slightly more expensive than Nigeria. Um, but it's, it's it's just a like relaxed country, and it's not as it's not as chilled or relaxed as 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 Ghana. Ghana, yeah. Kenyans are very chilled. Like Kenyans are very chilled, but they also have that um, that hustling Nigerian Lagos spirit. Mm-hmm. That, yes, that that I always want to see when I move to a new country. So Kenya um, is basically in between Nigeria and Ghana. And Ghana, exactly. And and their women are uh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no harm in that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, final words, Harry. I mean, and how can our listeners, um, I mean, reach out to you when this, podcast com- when this podcast comes out? You know, how can they reach out to you? Maybe they have ideas, things they want to share, proposal, anything, or even advice as well. Yes, I, I always reply by DM. So they can connect with me um, on LinkedIn, Harrison Obiefule. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Harry underscore B. So Harry with that I, H-A-R-R-I underscore O-B-I. 
Um, I only just want my DMs. So yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot, um, Harry. It was a fantastic conversation. Um, even though <laughs> we had delays with, with the scheduling, I think it was hundred percent worth it. And um, I'm so grateful that you were you were kind enough to share your perspective around the marketing space because I know this would be very helpful for people that are going to listen on this on this podcast. And um, so, guys, um, thank you so much. Um, till we meet again in the next episode. Um, bye-bye. Bye-bye.